from the Ohio News Network, this is the ONN Daily Podcast. It is Thursday, November 5th, 2020. From the Ohio News Network, I'm Daniel Barnett. Ohio continues to break its own records related to COVID-19 as cases surge across the vast majority of the state. According to the Ohio Department of Health, nearly 5,000 new cases were reported in the past 24 hours, far and away the highest number of new cases reported in a single day. Governor Mike DeWine announced 56 counties in Ohio are now level 3, or red, on the public health advisory system, accounting for 86% of Ohio's population. Moreover, all 88 counties are now considered high incidence. DeWine did state that no counties are currently at risk of moving to level 4 or purple in the next week, as long as medical infrastructure is able to cope with the surge in new cases. DeWine urged Ohioans to continue masking and social distancing and to think twice before attending the kinds of small gatherings tied to the influx of new cases. And Governor DeWine this afternoon named a new group of officials to lead the Ohio Department of Health. The governor named Stephanie McLeod as the new director of Ohio's health department and Dr. Bruce Vanderhoff as the agency's chief medical officer. McLeod, who will fill the position previously held by Dr. Amy Acton, has served as DeWine's director of the Bureau of Workers' Compensation since being appointed in 2018. Lance Himes, who had served as interim health director, will continue to oversee efforts to get a vaccine out to Ohioans in his role as chief deputy. Ohio's Democratic U.S. Senator Sherrod Brown is urging utility companies to refrain from cutting off customers for non-payment during the pandemic. ONN's Dave James reports. Brown and eight other Democrats in Washington sent a letter to providers of electric, water, and telecommunication services asking them to suspend shutoffs until the health emergency has ended. At the same time, people are facing eviction. They're also facing water and electricity cutoff and How can anybody exist, especially in a pandemic, especially as winter approaches, if they're losing their water and and electricity? Millions of Americans remain unemployed due to the pandemic. Dave James, ONN News. A political science professor at The Ohio State University says it's important for Americans to trust the election is proceeding well within the guidelines set forth by the U.S. Constitution. More from Yolanda Harris. Herb Asher tells us the biggest thing he wants people to know is you should not have any reservations about how the process is going. The system is working the way it's supposed to be working, where you're supposed to be counting votes. One of the complexities of the system is due to the fact that in the U.S. Constitution, states are given the right to, you know, to, in fact, run their elections. And not every state makes the same decision. Dr. Asher says whoever loses the election needs to accept the results fair and square. I'm Yolanda Harris. Ohio Supreme Court Justice-elect Jennifer Bruner says she wants to tackle systemic racism from her new seat at the bench. More from Kevin Landers. She says once she is sworn in, she'd like to examine the issue of cash bonds. She says those who can pay it are allowed to be placed on house arrest, but those who can't are left in jail. She says oftentimes that falls disproportionately on people of color. She also cited the issue of systemic racism when it comes to sentencing guidelines. Justice Bruner says across the state, people of color are served longer prison times than whites for the same crime. The prosecutor was asking the judge for a 13-year term for a black defendant for a pretty serious drug case. His attorney took it upon herself to research similar offenses with similar records uh, of people who were not black, and the average sentence was four years. She brought that information to the sentencing judge, and to his credit, he gave the defendant four and a half years. 
Now, Judge Bruner has publicly said she is against the death penalty, and she says it will remain the law until someone comes before the court to argue successfully that it's a violation of the Constitution. From the State House, Kevin Landers. A group of demonstrators took to the streets in the state's capital with a similar message to those across the country to count every vote. Angela Reigert reports. They're calling for equity, and they say it starts with everyone's vote counted honestly and openly. They want the process to be respected. We want to make sure every vote is legally counted and that um, the election is, is legitimate. Police blocked traffic as protesters weaved through downtown. There were no confrontations, no issues. And we're told demonstrators plan to be back here at the State House on Saturday. Reporting in Columbus, Angela Rygard. The state says just over a quarter million Ohioans are filing ongoing claims for unemployment benefits. ONN's Dave James has the details. The Ohio Department of Job and Family Services says today that another 21,000 people filed initial jobless benefit claims last week. Since the pandemic started putting people out of work in March, more than 1.8 million Ohioans have become at least temporarily unemployed. The state's most recent unemployment rate was 8.4 percent in September. The national rate was 7.9 percent. Dave James, I went in news. Ohio's peak unemployment rate during the pandemic was 17.6 percent in April. A prosecutor says a court should refuse to dismiss the murder indictment for a hospital doctor in Columbus charged in 25 patient deaths. Dr. William Husel is accused of ordering excessive painkillers for patients. He pleaded not guilty and says he was providing comfort care to dying patients. Husel's lawyers argue the prosecutor wrongly influenced the grand jury by excluding contradictory information about another patient, and they say the indictment should be tossed. Franklin County's prosecutor calls the challenge meritless and impermissible and says the court shouldn't even have an evidentiary hearing on the matter. The Ohio Supreme Court has rejected a request by news media groups seeking school records of the man who gunned down nine people in Dayton last year before being killed by police. Dave James has the details. Media groups, including the Associated Press, argue the records could provide information on whether authorities properly handled warning signs from gunman Connor Betts. The Ohio Supreme Court rejected the request in a 6-to-1 decision today, saying state law is unambiguous in preventing the disclosure of such records. The Bellbrook Sugar Creek Local School District southeast of Dayton says Betts' records are protected by student privacy laws. Dave James, I went in news. In Cincinnati, the former head of the Hamilton County Jail, who has filed a federal complaint saying she was terminated because she's a woman and is gay, appears to be the county's sheriff-elect. Here's Karina Nova. 62-year-old Democrat Charmaine McGuffey leads Republican Bruce Hoffbauer in the race for Hamilton County Sheriff and unofficial results posted by the county elections board. She would be the county's first female sheriff. McGuffey quit in 2017 when she was told she would be demoted after running the jail for four years. The trial for her lawsuit is scheduled to start next month. Karina Nova, ONN News. And millions of people started working from home when the coronavirus shut down office buildings, and it looks like the trend will continue even after the pandemic. Tracy Townsend has the details. 87% of remote workers said they want the option to keep doing so. Several major corporations are in fact offering employees the ability to work from home permanently. A study from staffing agency Robert Half found 61% of companies are advertising fully remote jobs, and 60% are now expanding their candidate search geographically. Business leaders believe remote tech jobs could in fact double next year. I'm Tracy Townsend. 
Special thanks to affiliate station WBNS-TV in Columbus for their contributions to today's newscast. I'm Daniel Barnett on the Ohio News Network. This has been the ONN Daily Podcast, a production of Radio Ohio Incorporated on the Ohio News Network.